Okay, Mesechus Brachas, Perik Zion, Mishnah 7-5, the last Mishnahis on the topic of Zimun. If you have two groups of people eating in a single house or single room, let's say, for example, you have two groups of five, and each of the groups is sitting in the same room, but the room is L-shaped, so that they're sort of separated. The question is, um, can they bench as a single group of ten with Shem Hashem, or are they two separate groups of five and would have to do Zimun without Shem Hashem? So the answer is, if a portion, meaning even one person from group A, can see a portion, meaning even one person from group B, so then, that means that if you, one person could see the other person in each of the two tables around the, the bend of the L, so then they could be considered a single group and bench together using a single zimun with Shem Hashem. Um, if no one from group A could see anyone from group B, then each group will do the zimun separately, meaning they can't, for argument's sake, if they're five and five, use Shem Elokeinu in the zimun. Fine. Now, period. That, Bapashas, is the end of the topic of zimun. And now we, the last part of this Mishnah, will actually revert back to the topic from Perak Vav, the sixth chapter, uh, where we discuss the Lachas of Brachos. There are those who want to try to explain that what we're talking now is speaking about the Bracha, specifically on the Koshal Bracha, the cup uh, that one says on after benching, but that's not at all Pasha. If one learns the Gemara, it doesn't seem to make sense like that at all, and therefore we'll understand in a simple way that we're just simply seeing the Lachas of Brachas on wine and leave it as a question why the Mishnah reverts back to the topic of making Brachas on wine here in the seventh parak, even though it belongs in the sixth parak. And the Mishnah says, Eid Mavarchen al one may not make a Bracha on wine, meaning you can't say the Brei Priya Gafen Bracha, until you dilute it with water, Devei Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Eliezer holds that the proper, remember, we said that, that wine is the king of drinks, it's the premier drink, and has a special bracha to itself, Brei Priya Gafen, unlike other drinks which have a Shahakol bracha. Um, but Rebbe Eliezer holds that until it's drunken in a proper way, meaning a way that's befitting this special drink, then one wouldn't make a Brei Priya Gafen. And according to Rebbe Eliezer, the proper way to drink wine is diluted with um, water. Uh, the Bartanura brings uh, Rashi Shita there on Dafnuna Brachas, which is that in the time of Chazal, their wine was Chazak, was strong, and, and therefore it wasn't appropriate to drink it, it wasn't really drinkable unless you cut it with water. And the Chacham disagree, and they say no. Uh, you make a bracha on wine, whether or not it's been diluted with water, it's still got the proper bracha of Brei Prayer Gafen. Now, the Bartanura says the reason why Rebbe Eliezer suggests that the wine ought to be diluted with water is because Yenam Chazak Ma'od, their wine in the time of the Mishnah was very strong and potent, and Lohai Roy Lishtia, they weren't appropriate for drinking, below Mayim, unless they were diluted with water. Um, that is based on Rashi on the Avnon Brachas, who asked the question, why in the world you'd want to water down wine? Rashi himself was a winemaker, and he knew in France they drank wine that was undiluted. Um, so, therefore, Rashi understands that it must have been their wine was, was more chazak, more potent. Now, the pshat in Rashi and the Bartanura, um, presumably, is not that their wine is more alcoholic. When you make uh, wine, which you usually take grapes, and you crush them, um, on, the, on the outside skin of the grapes are yeast, natural fungus, and those yeasts essentially eat, they metabolize the sugars in the grape juice, and as part of that, let's call it eating metallization process, 
the sugars in the grape juice are converted to alcohol. And what happens is when the grape juice, which is now turning into wine, reaches about 14% alcohol, plus minus, uh, depending on the type of yeast you're talking about, the yeast dies from the alcohol. So that means that all wines, wherever you make them, don't get past about 14% alcohol, uh, whether you're talking about the, you know, the wines that were in the time of Chazal or in the times of Rashi, etc. cetera. Uh, so it's not really, and, and 14% is not especially strong. It's the same that we have in our wine today. Our wines are commonly around 13 and 14%. Um, so it can't be shot that chazak means um, too potent alcoholically. And even if one would say, you know, shining ativium, maybe like the nature of wine and yeast changed since antiquity. It's also not really plausible because um, in different periods of Jewish history and different postkim, et cetera, it seems that there was preferences um, for watering and then not for watering down the wine back and forth. Because, for example, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, Perkalf, Pasuk Chavbeis, which talks about how it was a curse that the Jews uh, may have to water down their wine, um, you know, in bad times. Obviously implying that they prefer in the time of the first temple in the Yeshaya of Isaiah to not water down their wine. In the time of the Mishnah, you see Rabbi Lezer saying they do want to water down the wine. Time of Rashi, they don't want to water down the wine, says Rashi. Um, the Rambam, who lived a century after Rashi, once again in Hilchos Chamtumatza, says that one ought to water down his wine um, according to taste. Um, for the arbicosis to the seder, so again he's flip flapping back from from uh, not watering to yes watering down the wine. Um, so it's sort of untenable to say that the the tab of the nature change. What essentially happened is in the time of Chazal, um, their tastes were like the tastes for wine were like the people around them, like the preferences of the people in the Hellenistic world and Roman Empire that considered it sort of unrefined to drink wine. Uh, that hadn't been watered down a little bit. And that's how they ate it in the Chazal's time. They drank wine in the Chazal's time. Um, and then preferences changed back and forth over time. Uh, the reason why they watered down wine in the time of Chazal, besides for taste, um, is that perhaps, um, you know, water could have, you know, pathogens and so that make one ill. And adding wine would uh, reduce the chance of spreading infection, etc., perhaps. Um, so therefore, Yenem Chazak Ma'od, their wine was very strong, must either mean perhaps it was strong in terms of it was like you know, maybe thick and syrupy for all I know, um, or perhaps more likely um, because of the way they made wine in antiquity, uh, perhaps the uh, the wine was had other uh, components which gave one a strong hangover uh, and and uh, therefore watering it down made the watered down wine less less potent in terms of the hangover component. Whatever the case may be, the Lachzik Chachamim, that uh, one may make a bray pregafen on wine that is undiluted, and halachalamaisa uh, regarding wines that are diluted with water um, gets uh, quite complicated when the wine stops being a bray pregafen, and those halachas are beyond the scope of this mishnah.